0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Studio HFL. I'm Larry Powell, your host for this podcast. I'm glad you're back for another interview. I'd like to let you know that this podcast is made possible by the generous support of my new co-sponsor, Messina Covers. David and Erica design and deliver both high-quality customer service and products, both standard and custom. Be sure to check them out at www.messinacovers.net and Messina is spelled M-E-S-S-I-N-A-C-O-V-E-R-S. They offer their support through Patreon. Patreon is a funding platform where you can offer your financial support to this podcast, and your help will go towards hosting, production, and marketing fees. There are several tiers of support offered, and you can check out how you'd like to support this podcast at www.patreon.com studiohfl and Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also offer support by providing comments and a rating on whatever platform you use to get your podcasts. If you'd like to receive news regarding interviews, new guests, access to Studio HFL merchandise, please subscribe to the newsletter by going to www.powellmusic.net and click on the Subscribe to Newsletter link. And of course, Powell Music, P-O-W-E-L-L-M-U-S-I-C dot net. And now, on with the interview. Brian Neal, man, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate you giving me the time to My sit pleasure. and chat. Yeah, you um, Okay, so we're obviously here at ITG in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, trumpet uh, nerddom. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what brings you here? Are you, you're, you're playing, or you played yesterday, right?
1: I played yesterday, and actually I'm going to play this afternoon on the New Works uh, concert. Oh, terrific. And that, that's what I've been focusing more on lately is composition. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing some pieces for Trumpet and Orchestra. Had one premiered in Carnegie Hall last year with an orchestra. Very nice, congratulations. Was, thank you. And I made an arrangement of that piece for this ensemble that I'm performing with here. Uh, Ensemble Seven Four from Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And so they played the concert with me yesterday, uh-huh. <clears throat> and they're going to play with me on the new works concert as well. That's at three. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I teach at a college here in Miami after my uh, tenure with the Dallas Brass. Eleven years on the road. Yeah, I was ready to to get off the road. <laughs> and we were on the road for about 180 days out of the year when when I was in the group. Yeah, so it was really. Bustling at that time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I have a family with three kids, so I was ready to get off the road, and this job came open so we could stay in Miami at mm-hmm. the Miami Dade College.
0: Yeah, but J.D. had six kids and stayed in the group forever, right? <laughs> oh, you know J.D. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually uh, was invited <clears throat> to audition. Wes Bullock, a uh, friend of mine. Okay, yeah, I know. Wes long-time well. friend. Sure. Uh, Did you play had, in Blast? Or, no, but yeah. I was in Star of Indiana. Okay. The yeah. drum corps, you know, yeah. that eventually evolved into sure. to Blast. but. yeah. Uh, no, Wes and I and another trumpet player shared a, an apartment for a year uh, in school together. Wow! Great. And uh, Wes, you know, still a good friend, great guy. He but actually... he invited me to to audition. There was an opening. Okay. And I, don't, I don't remember who left. This was around 2010, 2011. that was probably me, actually. That's about but when I left. No. Yeah, 2011. And uh, talked to Mike. hmm And mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jay, you know, I put together a CD. I know this is. Uh, supposed to be about you, but I'm going to tell you the, yeah, the process because uh, uh, you probably understand how all this works, but mm-hmm. uh, flew out to L.A. Mm-hmm. They were doing a show in, like, Redwoods or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and played an audition, me and another kid, mm-hmm. another guy, not mm-hmm. a kid, played an audition. Uh, I didn't get the gig. Mm-hmm. So th- tell me about your... Uh, we're going to get
1: to a bunch of stuff, but yeah. tell me about your time with Dallas Brass. Sure, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I think, you know... I must say, as much as you know, people have some things to say about Mike, he has done a lot for the brass world and a lot of oh, trumpet players and yeah. brass players. I, 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 people, I think, and myself included, don't give him really enough credit for putting together this group that that toured and and was busy. And I played with some great trumpet players like Taga Larson. Yeah, for, you know, sit with him for a year and a half in the group when I first joined the group, mm-hmm. and that was. That was an incredible experience, first running the group. Right. Uh, and then uh, uh, a young trumpet player from New York came. He was, I'm not sure what he's up to these days. Uh, David Gluck. mm mm-hmm. yeah. And then then Jose came in the group, Zibaha. Right. He was right. for five years. Right. And I think that was probably, the, those were the, the best years with Jose. hmm And we had, um, Diana Swoboda was in the group at that time. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, re- I saw the group. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, I
0: probably saw you uh in the group at
1: that time. Then. Yeah, and Chris Castellanos was in the yeah. group. Yeah. So we and we, we did a lot of touring and in Europe and um, and the group I think reached a very high level of, of playing during mm-hmm. that during those five years. Oh the entertainment value was was terrific. Right, right. Yeah. And that's that's what Mike's vision was, you know, that yeah. this needed to be a concert for everyone, not just mm-hmm. for for musicians, you know. Mm-hmm. So um it was a in great, incredible experience, I must say. You know, looking back, <laughs> and we could probably say that about now, you know, looking back, that was, those were the, the great years, you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, it's like, oh, my gosh, we're on the road for a month and let me off the road. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, it, it's, uh, it's uh, 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 painful, but also wonderful memories, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, of being in the group, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Had you ever done any other touring groups like that?
1: No, no. Before that, I was in San Francisco studying to be a composer uh, just before joining that group. Oh,
0: so the composition's not a Johnny-come-lately thing. I mean, this has been a part of your life right. for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just uh, And now now I feel like I'm at the point, now I'm in this college position, I'm at the point where I can really focus on, on uh, my energies towards composing. And, you know, you start really getting into something and you see how this is hard <laughs> and mm-hmm. these guys who are really good at it you know there's a reason why they're really good at it so I, I it takes me a long time to write a piece of music unlike other people you know who are who can who can pop them out you know but but it's I love it you know mm-hmm. I enjoy it and that's that's where I want to put my energies so I, I and when I came back to Miami I was I was freelancing like crazy playing in the ballet orchestra the mm-hmm. opera orchestra and, and I was like what am I doing I'm killing myself doing all this freelance stuff which mm-hmm. which is great if you need the money and I, luckily I had the college position I didn't need the money so I let all that go mm-hmm. and I, I, I put, made my schedule such a way that I had this free time to compose mm-hmm. and and I've just been really enjoying it mm-hmm. uh, a lot and so I I have to be very selective about where I play now in other words uh, the college won't let me out for a tremendous amount of time sure. uh, so I, I Probably play about four or five concerts around the country a year, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the stuff I do in Miami. Yeah. And when you
0: when you say you play, are you concertizing? Are you a soloist?
1: Yeah, solos with bands, with orchestras, you mm-hmm. know, at it, it, it schools. Are you doing and, any of
0: your own compositions? Yeah,
1: and that, that's what that's my my, that's my idea thing. is that I want to do that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Does it make you nervous to play your own stuff? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, it's not so much... You're not worried about the playing anymore at that point. You're worried about, oh, man, are people going to like this piece? <laughs> yeah. And and I've had, you know, for, with this piece I'm going to play today, I've had some good feedback. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to write more pieces mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, I'm not going to make a, a living off of the music, you know, and that's okay. Um, but it's... You find something that you love to do, and and it fulfills you and gives you a a, a feeling of life then mm-hmm. do it you know mm-hmm. that's that's the uh, most important yeah.
0: any particular uh style or genre that you like writing for or you know, or
1: that's always a tricky instrumentation. question well i, I like the uh, trumpet and orchestra uh, that i think mm-hmm. that's been the most successful you know i didn't i've done the arranged the same pieces for band and they're good but not as good as the sound that i'm getting with orchestra mm-hmm. so i'm going to really f- try and focus on that, but mm-hmm. I've got the arrangements that I can do with band if mm-hmm. I, if uh, I need to. Yeah.
0: So you said arrangements. Now I'll go back to Dallas brass. Were you <laughs> able
1: to ever do any of your own? We never did any of my own compositions. I did quite a few arrangements for the group though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wrote something at one point and I never made it into the show. <laughs> <laughs> did they did yeah. you even get to try it? Though? Yeah. We yeah. tried it and, and, and the guys were like, you know, this is not gonna, cause they, we had so many pieces and it was yeah. we, that, uh, we had to be really selective about you know what we were doing, and right. I, I was okay with it. You know, right. I understood. And those pieces weren't great. I'm, I must be honest at that time. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a great writer for Brass Dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's
0: that's interesting though. You, you know, you think you're as a trumpet player, and you know all these things that you've performed in. Right. That you would have that focus, that mindset, and that would come easily, but it's true, not necessarily the case, yeah,
1: not necessarily, and you know i, I what I've found is that I'm good at writing melodies, at least I think I'm good at writing melodies, and <clears throat> it's it's working those melodies into the the rest of the ensemble that is my my challenge I'm mm-hmm. challenged with, you know, so um. And I think that's partly why they've been more successful with orchestra, because I can focus on the melody, and the rest is just kind of mm-hmm. supporting the melody. And the group wasn't as into that.
0: I, I, I like that you said melodies, and you, you maybe do soundscape kind of things too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, there's some there's some works personally that are hard for me to get my head around because. Mm-hmm. It's so out
1: there, right? Right. And where's the where's the visceral experience? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know,
0: or is it art for art's <clears> sake? <throat> or you know, am I supposed to enjoy it, or am I just supposed to sit and appreciate, you know, for what it is? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, which I, I think there was a movement like that. You know, a hundred years ago, right? The. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so you start with a melody. mm mm-hmm. do. You do start with a melody. Yeah. And I do then... start
1: with a melody. And I, I must say, some of the better melodies came. When I was thinking about my dad, who passed away not too long ago, mm-hmm. and the the emotions that come up with that, that's where I feel the best material comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I have a strong emotion about something, and mm-hmm. then a melody appears, and that's so thankful for that. Um, not, can, I'm not thankful that he passed away. Oh no, ab- I know what you mean.
0: <clears throat> well, but you can draw inspiration from sure. every aspect of life. You mm-hmm. know, the 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 sorrow. I mean, you know, well, where'd the blues come from, right? right Is, exactly. You know, singing yeah. about, it's not happy stuff sure. necessarily, yeah, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I hear you.
0: So, where'd you get the composition bug?
1: Ever since I was in college, I was writing music. Mm-hmm. And
0: was there a composer or an experience that you were like, I need to do that or I want to do that? or a piece that you were playing. That's a good question. Or you're playing something, you're like, I could do better than that.
1: (laughs) No, no. I'm not sure where. I can't remember exactly where the first inspiration came from, but I remember one of the first pieces I wrote. I was at Waterloo Music Festival, and this, I don't know if you remember Waterloo, but it's no longer, Mm -hmm. but it was um, in uh, Princeton, New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and Rick Todd was there, French, jazz French horn player, Mm -hmm. and he he uh, coached the group that I was that I'd writ, written the piece for, and he said, "Why don't you guys go ahead and perform it?" and performed it, and mm-hmm. it was it was okay experience. <laughs> you know, I, people weren't going gaga over the piece. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I, you know, again, I come back to you know, you find something where you in, when you're in the process of doing it, and you feel like connected with life in a mm-hmm. way, and there's that's just a great feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. And some people experience that playing on stage, you know. And, and that's why we're, we're in music, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we have these connections which make us feel more alive. And that's, you know, you can't make an, money. It doesn't come into the picture at that point, you know. You, okay, great if you make a little money at it, but it's it's really this experience that we keep wanting to return to. Mm-hmm. You know? I guess that's why people join monasteries Some people have that experience running a monastery. <laughs> we get it playing music. Sure.
0: <laughs> you just made me think uh, a girl I dated in high school ended up becoming a nun. Uh-huh. Um, what effect I had on her, it was... <sighs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to edit that part out right there. Um, you know, uh, other than composing uh, stuff, because I had to, right? We all had to learn to write canons and fugues, you know, right. going through school. and. Right. Um, I... I've just never had this this burning desire to do it. But which is interesting, though, because, you know, probably like a lot of us, we get these ideas. We hear the stuff in our head. And mm-hmm. I've just never been able to get it to flow from the brain mm. <laughs> through the pen Into and onto the paper. Yeah. I've never been able to realize it, mm-hmm. necessarily.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it, it often comes from, uh, you know, I'll be sitting outside with a cup of coffee and some manuscript paper and a pencil, and I just start... I'll try and write something every day, you know, mm-hmm. and that's one of my favorite parts of the day, you mm-hmm. know, and well, like 95% of it's no, you know, I won't use, mm-hmm. but that 5%, you know, just connected somehow with something in a way mm-hmm. that, ah, okay, then I go to the piano and, and start harmonizing it and so mm-hmm. on and and then start developing into, into a piece and that is just, the funnest part is the the, the initial inspiration. I find, you know, yeah, like where does that come from? Right? Like you said, you yeah, know, uh, where does it come from? And it's an exhilarating experience. Like, ah, oh, here it is, and you write it down. This mm-hmm. melody, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah, and it mm. could have been who knows, right? Something you heard as a child could be that's been yeah. stored there forever, uh-huh. and somehow works its way. <clears throat> Back my, onto the page.
1: My melodies are often related to words in some way that give it the rhythm, you know. Mm-hmm. And but the 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 words again are this inspiration of, of these thoughts about something that's highly emotional, and and then it turns into a melody, and and that's how it goes for me. I just
0: had this conversation yesterday with somebody here at ITG, um, which this is perfect time. I'm going to ask. Maybe you know you can validate this, but they said you know. Beethoven's fifth, you know, bop, 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 bum, was like the 24th or 25th idea he had. You know, they look at a sketchbook. Right. And they can see that, uh, you know, it wasn't the first thing that popped into his head. Is that
1: true? Well, I do understand that about Beethoven, that he was someone who reworked his material over and over, and it took years, up to five years sometimes. I think Mm -hmm. the Fifth Symphony took like five years to to Mm -hmm. finally to come to fruition, unlike Mozart and Bach who had it all composed and they just wrote it out and it was done. Right. You know, Beethoven was a different right. composer in that way, but, geez, look at his works, you know, to... to.
0: Well, he's considered one of the greatest <clears throat> opera composers and he wrote one opera. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that speaks to his genius yeah. even right there.
1: Yeah, everything was just a, a master, mm-hmm. a masterpiece. You know. Do you draw from the masters occasionally or you borrow or I, I, okay. So I was going to say no, but, ne- <laughs> but as, as you, <laughs> then I started to think when, when I get into the crafting part of the piece, I often will be inspired by, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like just recently I, I finished this, this piece and, and the, uh, the end of the piece, I had this idea of, of, um, the Benjamin Britten's young guide to the orchestra, mm-hmm. the, that, uh, uh, fugue at the end, you know, where he he took these, uh, these, these these melodies and just kept adding on to it.
0: He's talking about the fugue, yeah, the
1: fugue. Mm-hmm. This, so this fugue, Benjamin Britten. So I, I I kind of used that idea as inspiration for. It sounds nothing like like his fugue, but uh, but certainly it was inspired mm-hmm. by his craft, you know, mm-hmm. for this part of the piece. So. Uh,
0: Chris Martin and Barbara Butler did a recital a couple days ago, yeah, and Barbara played a piece. It was four... Segments win- windows. I don't remember exactly mm-hmm. what this was, but one of the movements used. Uh, some people know it as "Be Still My Soul." It's Finlandia, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> it's like it, it's something old, but it was so fresh the way it was presented, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe in just the first phrase or so of the of that tune, mm-hmm. uh, but really interesting piece, Yeah. you know. And I don't mean interesting in a kind of left-handed compliment kind of oh, way, sure. but yeah. it really you know, I kind of perked up because mm-hmm. it was something that was familiar to me. All of a sudden, it was like, oh, yes, oh. And, um, and interesting to see how that, the composer will turn
1: things uh, like that. Yeah. That now, was, of course, that was John Williams' great success. You know, he uh, he used <laughs> used other composers all the time. He did it in such a brilliant way, and he bring that sort of nostalgia. You know, and mem- and re- people remember these things, and it's familiar, and yeah. and you love it. Yeah. yeah. So there's. Certainly nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, it, I think it's funny,
0: too, that people are like, he's stolen so much. But I'm thinking, yeah, but you can probably remember every tune he's he's written, too. Brilliant. You Brilliant know? Okay, yeah. Uh, and holy cow, he's going strong. And what is he? In his, he's in his mid-80s, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's still going around and conducting his own music. Oh, so you play your own music. What
1: about conducting your own music? I haven't done that yet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you because know, I I I love playing, you know, yeah. and I actually had been a conductor for the past. <clears throat> this one of the positions at the college that I had when I first got there was conducting the wind symphony, mm-hmm. and so I I really got into conducting for a while, and and I'm, I missed the trumpet, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I let the the ensemble go to another professor there, and I'm really back full force trying to mm-hmm. to, to to compose pieces for my for myself to perform with orchestra, and that's my. That's my goal.
0: And yeah. did you say? I'm sorry. I, you're teaching composition as well, right? No, no. I teach oh. theory. Upper,
1: upper levels of theory. Oh. Yeah, but. Uh, oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, hey, I still, I get. I'm starting to get a nervous twitch right. thinking about yeah. theory again. Schenkerian <laughs> right. yeah.
1: analysis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well,
0: okay. So new work stuff. You know, Fred Sankowitz He's another trumpet player. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's here. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's yeah. a solfege. He's a theory mm-hmm. theory brainiac, but mm-hmm. he's also like solfege. We play together in an orchestra, and he's always solfeging things, and it mm-hmm. just drives me nuts.
1: That's like these guys from Venezuela, too. In South America, that's what they did. <clears throat> they learned by solfege. So mm-hmm. they're, say, reading a passage, they're, mm-hmm. mi fa- so, da, 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 you know, all this solfege. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah well, no, you know, I've seen, and I've seen know.
1: Uh, Dudamel
0: uh-huh. rehearse, right. and, of course, you know, i <clears throat> schulte i mean i don't know if he did but of course a lot of the the old conductors would do that yeah. sort of thing too yeah yeah i That's wish true. i had learned that way and you know interviewing other other trumpet players you know those that had studied with guitar or was mm-hmm. on mm. you know they talk about oh yeah we had to solfege everything yeah but yeah it's not a it's not a dead art but it doesn't seem as prevalent
1: yeah it, i certainly we certainly teach solfege where at the college where i am but uh not to the extent where these guys like these guys where they just live and breathe it, mm-hmm. you know. do you think in soulfish I don't no, no, okay. I just think in I, I, you know I think when I, when I think of melodies, I'm actually fingering it on my trumpet right yeah that's what I'm close to, yeah <clears throat> I wonder Excuse if me.
0: any other instrumental instrumentalists do that you know, do you see violinists walking around? You know, right? Uh, with her left hand going uh-huh. up and down the fingerboard. Yeah, yeah interesting. Uh, trumpet players were kind of unique in that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're drumming
0: mm-hmm. our fingers. You know, uh, right. Playing through scales on our <laughs> scales. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, Excuse- oh, go ahead. I was please. just going to say, I I just got back from Alaska. I was yeah. there for a month, and so I I picked up a little uh, little cold while I was there. So my voice is a little scratchy. What part of Alaska? Southeast in Sitka. Alaska and there's a fine arts camp there yeah, yeah. and we we, uh, we teach uh, I teach, work with trumpet players and brass players mm-hmm. brass ensembles and mm-hmm. um, and then we perform a lot mm-hmm. actually I don't know if you if you've uh, interviewed um, uh, Bijan Watson no yet okay great lead player he's, mm-hmm. he's here at the festival mm-hmm. so he, he was up there not this summer but last summer he skipped mm-hmm. this summer the summer <clears throat> great experience of course the the wilderness and the fish and the, all that is yeah, to die for. Uh,
0: do you fish
1: or do you Yeah, I get to, yeah? I get a chance to go out fishing while I'm up yeah. there. Saw some, caught three kings. this last time king salmon.
0: And okay, so give me the fish story. And obviously this is audio, right. so you can you can show me. Like, <laughs> right, it was this big. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, no, the it kings means are twenty
1: twenty five pounds. Yeah. Wow, they're they're so fun to bring now, up. Now is this from
0: the shore or from a boat <clears throat> from a boat? Yeah, yeah. So you're out. We're out for in, the
1: day. Yeah. You know, just leave we'll at five a.m. Yeah. And <clears throat> sometimes we'll catch our limit by ten a.m. Which so is like what? At, uh, for each passenger, is two kings. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, but a day, so you you actually you right. can catch a total of three while you're there mm-hmm. for for non-residents. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you can. You clean out. them, or you have a guy at the dock. <clears throat> you do
0: it. For I him. have them
1: clean them. Yeah. yeah. you do not have to scale uh, salmon though. They just gut them, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> bleed them, gut them, mm-hmm. and then uh, bring it to a processor and they pa- pack it up, vacuum seal mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. come home with boxes of stuff. But salmon. you don't
0: get, do you enjoy some while you're there though? I mean, oh, fresh? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: It's great. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I had some last night. On the grill. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I got to go out. I'll drop a name. I went out to dinner with Doc last night. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we went to a big Cuban place. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Versailles or Versailles. Versailles, yeah.
1: On 8th Street. Yeah.
0: And, uh, I had dolphin.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And they're like was it really dolphin and we asked the you know waiter said yes it's dolphin. You know, but not that, the porpoise dolphin. Yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> you know, but but I'm thinking oh my gosh, you know some environmentalist now is going to give me all kinds of heck for you know eating flipper or <laughs> right. you know, something like that. That's right. But uh, yeah, here they also call it mahi. Yeah, know, like in in yeah. in uh well, a lot of times mahi Hawaii. will be a, you know can apply to a lot of different things. That's but okay. Mahi mahi is tuna sometimes or swordfish. Oh. oh, interesting. You know, I, guess. I yeah. So, nice. but it was
1: delicious. Oh, wonderful.
0: Yeah, I feel I still feel a little uh, guilty saying <laughs> uh, <right. laughs> I did that. Right. But uh, yeah. So, um, how do you how do you balance the playing and the composition with things?
1: Well, like I said, I. Um, I was able to to schedule my my schedule at work now so that I'm working certain days of the week and then I get a good chunk of time off to to come home and compose. Mm -hmm. And this past fall, I did a a few concerts with this group that we performed here, uh, Ensemble Mm -hmm. 7-4. And they're in Miami. So we were able to try out the pieces, rehearse them, and we did two concerts Three concerts this past fall in preparation for performing mm-hmm. here, actually at ITG, and it's uh, I, can't, I can't complain. It's, I have a great great life right now. I mm-hmm. work into the college. I get mm-hmm. I get the time to practice, and mm-hmm. I can leave for three four days uh, a week now with my mm-hmm. with my schedule mm-hmm. to fly out and play with the... Uh, you know, right now it's been community concert bands and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing around the country, and some uh, high schools and uh, orchestra smaller orchestras. Mm-hmm. And so that's been great to, to mm-hmm. start to to try out these these pieces. And last summer I was in Spain in Leganes, which so is right outside Madrid. And I did mm-hmm. a piece that I wrote for orchestra and for band. Mm-hmm. And going back to the north of Spain, actually on Monday, I'm mm-hmm. going to play with an orchestra there and mm-hmm. um, and then vacation a little bit.
0: Nice, <laughs> Very nice. So. so, I mean, you're able to do a little <laughs> bit every day. I mean, you're on the horn every day. Oh, yeah. And you're at the the composition aspect every day. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh,
1: I, I have got the time now to, to practice, which is that's great. awesome. Yeah. So, but you've
0: family, you've got family, right? Yeah.
1: My kids are, my kids are grown, which is another reason I can really delve into this now. Yeah. You know, 21, 23 and 26. Wow. So they're, they're all pretty much out of the house. One's still in college. Two are, uh, are off working. And, uh, yeah. and so <laughs> I, I, I feel like I can, uh, Devote more energy towards this again, right. which which I'm excited yeah. about. I have a
0: 30 year old, and oh. then a 12 and a nine year old. Oh, okay, so it's you're in the
1: thick of it, yeah. <laughs> back in the thick of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and, and
0: it's you know it's difficult to balance uh, practice with uh, Fortnite mm-hmm. going on in the background sometimes right. when the kids are, are, are doing their stuff. But oh my
1: god, um, that's uh, I, I'm glad to have missed that video game. Yeah. craze. Oh my gosh, it's my insane. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat>
0: But you know what? There are dances associated with Fortnite. Mm-hmm. There are like over a hundred, my kids wow. tell me. Yeah. My kids dance around the house all the time. Yeah, I never moved like that when I was, you know, nine or ten or eleven years old.
1: Wow. And
0: yeah. uh, I don't know. It's kind of cool to watch. Uh to watch them do that. Are, are any of your kids into music?
1: My uh, youngest is going to be involved in. Some something with the arts. Whether he's a great dancer, mm-hmm. he's go, he's in New York City right now doing dance, doing wow. a dance intensive. He's at uh, uh, he'll be a senior at Florida State University next year. Hmm. He's all, already been in you know professional shows, and so he's going to be able to wow. to do something eventually. My daughter was in theater, but she's now an ocean rescue lifeguard on Miami Beach, so she she loves saving saving lives. Cool. And my oldest son is is kind of gravitating back towards uh the arts he's in LA right now with his fiance <laughs> uh, dabbling in acting and modeling and and now he's playing in rock bands so now he's kind of gravitated <laughs> back towards yeah towards what, and what's like, he playing? drums
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> so, we'll so you don't look old enough to have kids kids that Thanks. age
1: we started young yeah. yeah my wife and I met at Tanglewood actually uh you know yeah. 27 years ago yeah Yeah. wow yeah and we we started a family right away and uh and it's been good i'm I'm, I'm enjoying that so now i feel like i've got the rest another good chunk of my life left to be able to right to explore what's possible in 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 the world and in music and
0: yeah but it looks and sounds like you're just enjoying everything as it comes along here this is great yeah so no no complaints no complaints Uh, that's great
1: yeah
0: well you know what um I'm respectful of your time. I'm grateful that uh, you, you gave me this today. And, My uh, pleasure, Larry. Yeah, yeah. So this this is fun. You know, uh, coming here, I was like, i, I got to talk to somebody I don't know a lot about, mm-hmm. which has been a, almost everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt guilty. Like, I try not to research anybody because mm-hmm. I want to find out. And, and rather than me trying to direct you somewhere, mm-hmm. is follow you. And, yeah. man, you know, so we've gone fishing <laughs> and written compositions and yeah. played trumpet. And, yeah taught university and all Mm -hmm. kinds of cool things. So thanks again for the time. You bet. Thank you, Larry. Thank you again for listening to today's interview. I hope you enjoyed your time here and please come back for more interviews. Be sure to share the news of this podcast with friends and colleagues and give me a rating on whatever platform you get your podcast from. Thanks again to Messina Covers for co-sponsoring this podcast. Don't forget that you too can be a supporter. Check out how at www.patreon.com studiohfl. And one more reminder that you can sign up to receive news via email regarding new episodes, merchandise, and more by going to palmusic.net and clicking on the subscribe to newsletter link. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back for more great interviews.